full participant today? He will be. So today we'll have to simulate some contact for, you know, where he's at in the process, and they'll have a uh, doctor's appointment later today for the independent doctor, and that'll be the uh, final step. Sorry, you said the final step is later today with the independent doctor? Correct. So everything's on track for him starting Sunday at this point, it appears? It appears. He's got to get through a couple more steps. What about some of your other injured guys? Um, I mean, we asked you yesterday about Slayton and Shepard, and you wanted to see how they went through it. How are you feeling about that? I thought both guys had a decent day yesterday. Uh, we'll see them go out here again today, uh, make the final decisions on all those guys as far as, you know, ruling guys officially out after practice today. Uh, but I thought both guys made positive steps yesterday in terms of, you know, having a chance to play this week. How about Andrew? I think he's in the same boat as those guys right there. Obviously, he's a little bit different because he dressed out last week for the game. We thought he was obviously well enough last week to play, at least in a limited role. Uh, he's gotten better throughout this week. So we'll see how he moves you know, today in practice and see what it's going to put him in terms of you know, what we expect out of him on Sunday. If he doesn't play, how do you determine which side you put Nate or Max? Obviously, you switched Nate from right to left last week. How do you determine that? We just go ahead and roll it on through. All three are good to play either side right there, Dan. So we just kind of play him based on where we think the matchups are. It's best for that player and best for the team each week. But all three guys can play right and left. Joe, with Daniel, do you just, uh, is it st strictly kind of a medical thing what the doctors say, or do you, do, do you kind of go by what your eye is and, or, and say, are we bringing this guy back too quickly? I mean, how does that? Specific to this decision right here, yeah. uh, look, there's a lot of doctors that have a job to do, and I'm going to go ahead and let the doctors do their job before we have any further discussions. But to me, it's more of a medical decision right here in terms of can you put them on the field and can they play and stay healthy? Um, Bradison we saw was limited yesterday, um, so I'm not sure of the nature of his hand injury, but it, is this something he can play through? Do you think there's a possibility? There is a possibility. There is a possibility, yeah. And he had a good day of practice for us yesterday. He'll go through today. There's obviously, you know, if you have an injury of whatever body part, you got to test that body part out to make sure you can get to Sunday and be effective. So he's got another day right here today of going out and seeing how he does. Sounds like when he tested it out yesterday, he did it okay with it? Or? I'd say it's fair to say. So given kind of how scary that looked, when Daniel was kind of wobbling around last week, if you if you are able to if he is able to be cleared and to play, I mean it certainly didn't seem to look that good to the you know if you just watch it last week. Can you just speak to how critical that would be for you if you could get him back out on the field without having missing a game and what what that could do to the morale of the guys? Yeah, I don't think it plays anything in the morale. I think we just want to make sure we have all our players available to play the game. Obviously, Daniel's a critical part of this team. He's done a good job. He's improved consistently throughout his time here. You know, he's obviously playing at a high level for us right now. He's doing a lot of things to facilitate the offense. He has great command of the line of scrimmage. This guy does a lot of things in terms of you know making plays, extending plays. He's made plays with his legs, with his arm. I can see, I continue to see this guy progressing within his craft, you know, his profession. So in terms of you know getting him on the field, you know our goal is to have all of our players at the game, have everybody healthy. Um, you know at this point right here, we're encouraged in the way the steps and the process has gone with him, and we're hopeful we'll have him out there. Joe, you've said all along, I mean, since you became head coach here, that. You trust the medical opinions of every injury. Right. Obviously, the it, the concussion protocol is another layer to, to all this. The trust in the medical part of it, is that how you have to handle this situation with Daniel and not get into your feelings as far as what you may see uh, during practice? And if he's cleared, he's cleared? Or is there another layer to it because of the... I think you got to make a clear distinction of what everybody's job is and what their role is in the team. The doctors, the medical staff, they have a very clear job in terms of getting our players healthy and determining their health and availability for the game. If I get involved one way or the other with an emotional decision, yeah, that, that's not always gonna be the right decision. You know, It may be a situation where I know we really need a player and I wanna get him on the field, 
but medically that may not be the right decision. It may be a situation where I think maybe this guy's not ready to play, but if I've got every expert and doctor and trainer saying this guy's fully cleared to play, Joe, he's not at risk of getting hurt again, he's fine, I've got to trust those opinions. I know that I'm not a doctor. I know I've got to trust the opinions of the guys who have you know, done a lot more education and research and practice in that field. I've got to listen to what they say. And, you know, look, with me, there's one simple question I always ask whenever anybody has an injury. Is this dealing with pain or can he get hurt worse? If it's an injury risk, that's a different issue. If it's dealing with pain with different issues, then that's up to the player to a degree. You know, can they go out there and manage the pain? But it's not up to me to determine whether someone can or can't get hurt worse. I've got to listen to the opinions of the experts. Joe, obviously, his, one of his weapons, obviously, is his legs. I mean, the, the way he moves. And he kind of led with his head last week. Can you speak to how he's gotten, or how you've seen him get better um, avoiding bad hits like that? And, and was that, do you think he made a bad decision? I'm not going to go into specifically on that exact play. Yeah. I would say in terms of the technique we teach our players, you know, in terms of taking on contact, whether you're delivering a blow as a tackler, uh, you're shedding a block, you're initiating contact as a blocker, or you're running the ball. We always want our eyes up, and we want to lead with the shoulder. Okay, so there's, there's drills we've done through training camp to train that and build that in. There's things we do and emphasize. That's something we want to teach everybody. Uh, now, look, realistically, that doesn't happen 100% of the time. It just doesn't. But that's why we have film and we have meetings. We correct those things, work the fundamentals of practice. We always make sure we push into that. In terms of how he's gotten safer with running, yeah, I think that there was obviously a very clear jump between the first game of the year and the second game of the year this year. And Daniel's a very competitive player. He's always looking to go ahead and get that extra yard. I think there's an element with Daniel where he doesn't want the guys to see him slide or step out of bounds because he wants them to know that he's in it with them. You know, he wants to go out there and he's part of contact. Like you saw Daniel come out here the other day in full pads and he wasn't participating. He doesn't want to do something different than the rest of the team. What we've had to explain to him is there's a time and a place for that. And there's also a time and a place to protect the team by sliding, getting out of bounds, and making the right decision. That's not always the easiest thing for a competitor to hear. That's something you just have to teach him as a coach and keep on harping on it and pressing on it. I think he's done a really good job of you know, making those decisions and really being productive with his legs and still getting out of bounds, sliding at the right time, doing what he has to do for the team. Joe, on, on defense, do you have to think about kicking the green dot back to Logan? Or is that something Tay can handle? Is that- Tay can definitely handle it. No, Tay can definitely handle it. I think, listen, we practice this way, whether it's all through you know, training camp, whether it's spring when they're here, uh, whether it's throughout the practices within the week. You know, this week, we have green dots on Tay, Reggie, and Logan for the game. They're the three declared green dots we have for every game. So every week, we'll practice all three of those guys. Now, that may be as simple as get Tay out of there for a couple reps and get Reggie in there and call it. You know, or, you know, if they're in there with two of the linebackers, or Logan's in there with two of the linebackers, Logan call it. So we'll make sure we work all three of those guys making the calls, making the adjustments. Ideally, you want the linebackers up front to do it, just because the nature of when a play happens and guys are spread a lot and they're walking back, you really want that linebacker in front so you can talk to the front and then get the message to the back end. Now, it's not that you can't do it with the secondary. We've done that before here and other places as well. A lot of teams do do that. I'd say specifically with us, uh, dealing with Tay, he's very capable of it. He's worked very hard at it. He's done a good job. When Blake went down the Atlanta game, you know, you really saw this guy immediately raise his level of play. Went down you know, next week in the New Orleans. Obviously, it was a very loud atmosphere, a lot of you know, external factors you had to deal with. Did a terrific job through that game, getting everyone on the same page. And he's done a really good job through practice this week, obviously simulating a lot of things the Rams are going to bring us in terms of tempo, multiples, emotions, things of that nature. He's done a really good job preparing for it. And you, and you hear him in the meetings prepare that way, and it carries on to the field. Cam Brown for this game? He has a chance to be. He's had a good week of practice. We're going to go ahead and see how the final roster shakes out in terms of, you know, after today and make some decisions in terms of different positions and how he would factor in. But, you know, look, he's a guy that, you know, played very high level for us 
the last year through training camp. Um, he, we lost him early in the season. This is an opportunity to get him back, but we want to make sure that you know if we get him back, we can get him back and keep him back. So it's you know a little bit about watching and monitoring how he's done throughout practice. We also brought him out here on Tuesday in the week to kind of put through some rehab and make sure that he was good to put on the field Wednesday. He obviously passed that mark. You know, went out there Wednesday as a lighter practice for us or a shorter practice for us in the morning. Yesterday was a heavier practice for the team. So we'll kind of see how he responds from yesterday and see where it goes into this weekend. When but he has a chance. When you saw what Kadarius was able to do in the game last Sunday, do you guys come back here and erase the whiteboard and just, you know, does that give you excitement to create more for him, seeing that he can handle it in a game? I don't think it cancels anything out previously you've done as an offense, but I think what it does do is, as any new player, especially a young player, demonstrates the level of trust he has, you start putting more on his plate. So to me, one of the biggest plays he's made for me as a coach is when we called the, you know, the reverse pass in New Orleans that he pulled up on. It's key to see a young guy like that make the right decision. Because you go into the game, you say, hey, it's going to be great if we hit this pass, right? That's going to be a big play for us. What you have to also consider is, well, what if they hang out there and they cover? What if the coverage adjusts and they pick that guy up? Which they did. Do they make the right decision? Actually, that play came up in Friday practice exactly the way it came up in the game. He made the right decision in Friday practice. I asked Jason, I said, Jason, you want to get that play again the other way? And Jason said, no, I think we're fine. We'll be okay with that. We've already hit it early in the week. So, all right, let's move on to the next one right there. And sure enough, we go to the game on Sunday, and exactly what happened, he makes the right decision again. So when you see a guy that makes those right decisions, it gives you more trust to say, all right, give him some more on his plate. Now he does more of that, we'll give him some more on that. Okay. Have you had him in the quarterback room at all this week? No. <laughs>